Welcome to the All About Ability podcast. Yes, I nailed it. <laughs> um, uh, we've had a wee bit of a break the past few months, but we're, we're back and we're ready to go again. And I'm really looking forward to the next few weeks of podcast. We're going to be back every Tuesday, five o'clock. Make sure to like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. And we're going to have some good content coming your way, so stay tuned. I don't really like stairs, so I don't really go to buildings that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's just, I couldn't relate. You know what I mean? You need to do one with the ramps. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, I feel, like, I feel like that's what you need to do when you start with, I guess, with Twitter. It's like you always start by wheelchair joke because that's what makes them comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> makes them comfortable. Um, no, but the man, the myth, the legend, Paul Doc, here in person. It's good to have you here, mate. Cheers. Thanks for having us. And, um, you know, with my guess, I'd like to go back to the start. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, going, right back, going right back to the start, why do you think that dinosaurs existed but dragons didn't? Uh, I don't get it. Not a clue, I was not prepared for that one. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I took mushrooms before this, that's why, I'm, that's why I've started with that kind of thing, because <laughs> my brain's all over the place, just so you don't know. Um, but no, mate, I've been watching your clips and your, your wee videos and I was just howling at them all night last night. Hi. And all of a sudden, this guy is absolutely fried. <laughs> he's completely, he's lost it. You're like, you're like, you're like Foxy's big brother. That's, that's like, the two of you are so alike, it's weird. Foxy? Aye. Aye, 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 Foxy, aye, like, the, the kind of humour you've got are so alike. But, um, I love him, man, he's, he's amazing. <laughs> so good. We tried to do it together, the two of you, but it was, it was Mission Impossible, man. It was just not, it, it was impossible to get, Two people at the same time, mm -hmm. but um, watching your videos, man, all I was thinking was how do, you, how does somebody even come up with half of these ideas? Like, where where does this comedy process for you actually come from? Because you've developed this huge sort of fan base on Twitter, um, and there's a lot of females, well, a lot of things to say. So we'll get into that later <laughs> on. But but <laughs> um, but I'm just curious as to how your mind actually works. I want to know more about how. What's happening in the mind of Paul Doc when he's coming up with these weird sketches or the thing? What's happening here? <laughs> uh, well, originally when I was making them, I used to do them just like Snapchat for my pals and stuff like that. Uh, but the process kind of behind them was originally I made them all to be made as animations because I was like, I was I'm a, I went to art school up in Dundee, so I was like making all these videos, just being like. I'll edit these and I'll turn them into like I'll put animation stuff over them and I'll just use my my mouth the way my mouth's moving his cues for it all and i'll just use that as a sound for it uh but then just didn't end up getting around to it and i was like you know i'll just stick them up kind of thing but uh so originally the characters were supposed to just be kind of silly so i think when you do when you have that in mind you're kind of thinking the characters the character can be anything i can say whatever kind of thing i can do something daft that doesn't necessarily need to be real or whatever but aye it just uh, it was like you've got that kind of creative freedom to just do whatever you feel like doing aye, aye. that's the beauty of twitter isn't it really mm -hmm. I've, there was one i was watching you posted recently it was like the the guy uh the, the the ugliest guy you know or something like that it's like if you don't shag it i'll shag it and i was like i know at least two people that are exactly like that like anytime that i've been chatting up my bad and you're like if you don't shag it i'll shag it and you're like no you won't look at you fucking <laughs> say it man um anyway no but there was just so much of it that's like very much um relatable and it's very much like uh, you're you seem to be very in tune with what people find funny and like the like kind of glasgow sort of scotland part if you like mm. and there was a lot of kind of I see a lot of people that say like, especially when you talk about like relationships and lasses and stuff, you always seem to say the right thing. Well, a lot of lasses are like, that's spot on, that's exactly right. And I'm always like, how do you know, like, how do you even come up with the actual, when you're, when you're thinking about like, um, these ideas of talking uh, about, about lasses and that, where you're talking, you're talking to them and I, I, I'm curious as to how you get it so relatable all the time like are you just out there slaying is that what's happening <laughs> what's going on with that no i think it's just like uh, i'm just looking for tips mate that's all <laughs> i'm like, help a guy out you know what i mean i guess it's when you when you're like talking to lassies about these things a lot of lassies have a lot of kind of 
I don't know, funny or interesting stories to tell about these things and that kind of like that thing we were saying about that type of guy, things like that. Sometimes you see that type of guy and that's kind of like something that I don't know if you chat to like the lassie pals about, they'll tell you about the type of folk or whatever kind of mm-hmm. thing. So you can sometimes get kind of quite, I don't know, daft insights into that kind of stuff about that, about it kind of thing. But I don't know. I was talking I, I, to, really, I was <laughs> talking to Shannon Daly about it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm sure you know she was she was on the podcast and uh, she <laughs> she made the point in saying that like women are actually really funny but because because white white men rule the world it's like that doesn't it? we don't get the same opportunities because she's got this like the same sort of part the same idea of like cause I think one of the big things about it is you're actually looking at it from the point of view of not a misogynistic sort of thing it's actually like a light-hearted sort of making fun of these characters that are are that are kind of got mm-hmm. this bad idea of women but you seem to have this sort of way of putting it where people find it really relatable i keep coming back to that because even every time i see you post something i'm always like this guy seems to get it on the money every time even when it's just something so light-hearted but to totally change subjects <laughs> Um, what's coming next exactly oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I think Kyogo was onside man I don't care what anyone says man <laughs> Kyogo was onside you need to even level with the ball he's level with the ball uh, you know what I mean mate I literally just got off the train there and I was sending my bra all the clips like the the there's a the Hearts boy that filmed it for the angle and there's a one of the Celtic podcasts they've done a thing where they put lines up on the field and stuff like that and I think the thing is it's I think there's people out there that firstly don't get the, as you're saying, need to be level with the ball. Level the ball is fine. It doesn't matter where the defenders are. As well as, I don't think some people get perspective. Like, I don't think they realise that the pitch is going to look small. People are going to look smaller further away. They don't seem to understand that that's the way the angle goes and things like that. But, aye. aye. It's completely, because I think, Actually, there's so much made about being ahead of the ahead of the defense, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at it, he's definitely ahead of the defense. Right? Aye. Mm-hmm. I don't, nobody's questioning that. We're not saying he's not, but it's forgetting about the other side of the rule, which is if he's level with the ball, mm-hmm. he's on side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's so I I don't like I've been going through this, looking through the replies and stuff, trying to figure out what the thought process on all this is, and I think you've hit it on the head there. It's totally just a lack of understanding of the actual rule of it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I think it's also got something to do with the fact that the scorer was Hugo. Mm-hmm. And there's this, this weird sort of, not to get too serious here, right? But it just seems like this is, like, he was, everyone was fine with him. And then he went to Ibrooks and there was a lot of problems and he got a bit of visual abuse. And since they got kind of done for that, it just seems like he's been the sort of target since that. I mean, mm-hmm. Because even, there was a thing with John Suter, because I've just talked to this because it's been in my head since watching the game and all that. It's doing my nothing, man. Listen to all this nonsense. <laughs> like, there was a bit with John Suter where he goes up to him Absolutely. and he, gra- he grabs his body and all that. And it's like, and then but then John Suter was like, why are you just falling down? As if he hasn't just grabbed his body. And he showed it, he lifts up his top and shows the red mark and all that. And you're thinking, why, why, are, why are players pretty... Like, it just seems strange how they're, they're trying to make Kyogo like the Celtic version of Morelos when they couldn't be more different. Mm-hmm. They're not the same. They're totally different kind of players. It's, it's I don't know. It's the whole Celtic Rangers daftness in it. I, mm-hmm. Even though, I mean, Celtic are right, let's be fair. Celtic are always right. <laughs> right let's be fair. You know? but there's, there's Rangers fans listening to this and like, wait, the fuck are you talking about to get me on this podcast? Get them to, like, this is the, this is the worry. I, I try not to talk about Celtic Rangers too much. Because I'm biased and I always be biased, and that's it. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. Do you know what I mean? But I just wanted to cover that while I was on my end because the offside thing is doing my nothing, man. Especially, like I was playing a game of professional football the other day, and um, mm. the, we don't have any offside rule. Aye. So I get criticised sometimes for being like a. A poacher, poacher just, oh, yeah, just get it over because it's like just stay up. If there's no offside rule, you can just stay up. You know, I mean? there's mm-hmm. four sides, so it's not like you can make an offside rule. Mm-hmm. And then somebody came up to me and they were like, "If that's what had an offside rule, you'd never score. You'd never score a goal because I'm just sitting. I'm just sitting next to the keeper for the whole the whole time." And the, and the, the guy came. The, one of the guys came, um, bashing like right into my chair because 
he just wanted to give me it because I've been posing. But that's the problem. You don't have enough head rule, but somebody's going to drive right into your chair. You know, we Sorry, should actually get you in one of them and we should get you in one of these chairs, see how you do. <laughs> I think you'd be good at it, mate. I think you'd be class. I think Christopher Julian would be good at it at this point. I don't know where the fuck that guy is. But he'd, <laughs> <laughs> he'd be He's a, been out long enough, <laughs> He'd probably be better at posing football now than he is at regular football at this point. What's happening with his legs and that? I don't know. <laughs> I think he's coming back. So you know, coming back this week or something. They, they kept saying November, but it's December now. So I don't know what's happening. It, they keep pushing it back, man. Aye. Uh, we could have done with him about six months ago, man. Aye. But anyway, enough football talk. Right? See, not so long ago, during the summer, right, I did a podcast with um, Fitz Been Happening. Fitz Been Happening, no, no. And we talked about, we had this scenario. About who? <laughs> I think this was before we actually interacted right but mm-hmm. Bean said who do you think would win a fight between Paul Dock, Sean McDonald and Chris McQueer and I think the, the actual consensus of the group was that was that you would win the fight I don't, and <laughs> I think there was something about nunchucks or something like that something about <laughs> it's because of the nunchuck videos and whatnot and the kicking videos but yeah. so you're like basically karate kid that's what pretty much do you think you could take it to them well if you've seen uh, Sean McDonald's uh, Instagram and, and Twitter photos, he's a very ripped boy. You've seen him topless in Barcelona. He's he's built, man. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't ever want to put it on. <laughs> I was I was with both from RD. I, I, I ran into, I was with Chris RD and I ran into Sean at that uh, Elfin Grove ice skating around. Uh, i just seen uh, Sean McDonald actually ice skating, gliding right past me on the ice. And I was like, ah, that's... Sean McDonald there. So I fucking I speeded up and I caught up with him and then he stopped to the side and then I pure like went right into him almost, almost crashed into him kind of hang out ever. And then I was like, ah, like, what's happening? But uh, I mean me and Sean had went nice, but Chris was there, but he'd refused to ice skate that day. I don't no, I yeah. don't ice skate, mate. It's, no. <laughs> You're saying uh, we wheels don't go well with it. Not, <laughs> I think I think I'm pretty sure one time I fell over on the ice on the chair trying to do it on the mile chair and it just my pal was steering me on and it just tilted around. And since that day, I'm, I'm never going back on there, man. That's not for me. It's dangerous, mate. But um, I could just imagine you chasing Sean and basically, Sean, here, hey, I'm here. Can you see me? And he's like, he just get it because it, he's so. Pushing kids at my way and all that. Like, <laughs> trying to catch up with Sean. He's like, like kiss nice. me, Sean, kiss me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> trying to get him under the missile and throw, brother. Exactly. That, that's what I'd be doing. Oh, handsome, handsome, handsome boy. boy. Lovely boy. But speaking of. Th- this was something I thought was funny when I was thinking about the quick. When I asked him that, that's all, that's all very. So a very physical question, but I thought a better question for you would be Kiss Mary Kill. Me with me, Sean with so, so, <laughs> myself. No, no, with Sean, Chris and Beans. Oh. Well, who, who oh. gets what? Come on, you can't even win the spot like that. <laughs> can't even win the spot like that. Um I mean I think for me you've got to I would you got to my well personally. I don't right, know. Actually, I would say I'll marry Chris because Chris is a Chris is he's a lovely calm man. He's just he's a he, he does tons of interesting stuff and he's very chill. So yeah. well, I would I could spend the rest of my life with, with Chris Chris McCure, definitely. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that Beans is getting killed here. Mate. I feel like Beans is getting killed. I'm sorry, Beans, but if if I have to kiss. If I get to kiss, <laughs> if I get to kiss Sean McDonald, then I'm getting to kiss Sean McDonald. I don't think there's many men that would say, that, you know, that would deny that either. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I can't. I, I mean, I, I, I only float one way, but you can't deny the guy's a handsome guy. He said, I've, "I've got a better beard than you've got a better mustache." So, speaking of mustaches, what? How did you even? I mean, to see that for mm-hmm. me, right? I've tried to grow a mustache before, and it's just like a wee terrible line. You see, you've got a proper like, full thing going. You took uh, the beard off the now. You, <coughs> you think so? Yeah, I think so. Aye, oh, I don't know. I mean, part of me, I actually thought it'd be really funny to do it for this. Mm-hmm. Just because I knew you. <laughs> <laughs> just I change mean, your look for it, aye. I mean, that would have been commitment to the cause, that for mm-hmm. doing a moustache for the podcast, but it would it would have been absolutely horrendous, mate. It would have looked like one of my eyebrows on my lips. I can't I can't do it. <laughs> I, mean, I don't have the I don't have the facial structure for that. I need as much hair as I can get. <laughs> you know what I mean to cover up what the, what's going on here if I, if I shaved off my hair you would just see two big eyebrows that's, that's the issue I've actually thought about going um, 
every time I think about doing a Celtic Powertrain football team, right? Mm-hmm. And anyone that doesn't know what Powertrain is, it's a wheelchair that's like this. So, like, I can, I can drive this chair, basically. I mean, if you don't know what that is now, if you're listening to this podcast, then you've really not been paying attention, but <laughs> um, <clears throat> just in case uh, <clears throat> you're here for Paul Dog, I thought I would explain that. <laughs> the the what, what was I even saying there? I so I was thinking about if I was to start a publisher football team for Celtic, mm-hmm. I would need to shave my head, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you need to do. You need to be you need to just go hardcore. Especially if there was a Celtic imagine the power if I just went and shaved my head the day before it and turned up bald people but like, that's he's going full Scott Brown for this, this is what I would do. But I would absolutely I would get no matches on Tinder for the that, mate. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> just not going to happen. Um, Actually, um, I was playing football up at Dundee. And uh-huh. I was playing for the uni up there for a while. And um, I turned up to a game and I'd shaved, just shaved my all my hair off. I'd shaved myself bald, essentially. And I'd shaved in a big moustache. I don't think anyone had seen me like that before. So I turned up for this game like that. And I was wearing a hat in the warm-up because I was like, ah, that's probably a bad idea, man. Everyone's going to be like that. What the fuck? What the fuck's up with that guy can hang? But I took it off when I started the game, man, and I could I was like on the wing and I could hear all the people on my team being like, What the fuck? <laughs> I did not fucking know that man. Like, uh, there was a mad English boy at the side, uh, who I could hear shouting and I could hear him. I ran past him and he was like, He looks like a fucking pedo. <laughs> and I was like, All right. <laughs> Big Tash, bald head, pretty rough look to be honest. I look like a, a PE teacher or something, man. Pretty well, from you know, from what I remember from Catholic schools, a lot of girls like the PE teachers, you know what I mean? So it's not as <laughs> I mean that's but see, doing that look it is risky, but I think you're one of the few people that could actually pull it off. Don't know what Thank you. There seems to be people that there seems to be people that are into into the kinda I think because everyone has the same haircut. Short back and sides, comb over. Exactly the same thing me the two of us have today. <laughs> but like I think when you do something differently, you get a massage or you just shave everything off. Girls are but like, there's some that actually are doing something different. My problem is that I can't camouflage a wheelchair. So <laughs> if I could do that, I would get a lot more, man. It would, be, you know, it would make things a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, how many times have you done a podcast where you've been made to feel uncomfortable through wheelchair jokes? Uh, <laughs> never, never. This has never happened before. Never happened before. No. <laughs> um, what actually? How did you? How did you actually hear about the podcast? Out, out of curiosity, like, well, because um, I remember when I first started doing it, I was like, I told Chris this as well. I was like, these these guys like Chris and Paul Doc, and I was just looking at all the, the the funny people on Twitter basically, and I was like, get these people on. But mm-hmm. it's taken um, quite a while for me to get to that point. I'm always curious as to how people that you actually discover that the whole idea of it because mine is a bit more niche than like mm-hmm. Rayleigh's gaff. We're not just sitting here getting fried, which is like, by the way, that can, I've mentioned it a few times, but what that is such a funny podcast, man. I mean, this is That's funny, awesome. obviously, but that is really funny. Like, he, they know what they're doing. It's like, especially that one where they done, uh, I think they, they all just get high and it was just pure funny to watch. So check that out if you've not, but I, I was on it. Just uh, ah. there, I went on it just uh, well two days ago, so it should be coming out. It'll probably be by probably be by now. It'll be yes. Sunday, I think it is Sunday. Uh, this will probably be a couple of weeks after that. So hopefully, Aye. if people enjoy that, they'll come. And watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, the, the difference between their one and this one is you get to be a wheelie on a wheelchair, and I mean that's totally. You can't even really compete with that. Like that. I get a distract outside afterwards. Exactly, mate. Nice. You should just, you know what we should do? We should genuinely do a wee video where you're just on the chair driving that bit for a second. <laughs> People would be like, what the fuck? You just see me in the floor, there's a little line there, and everyone's like, what's going on with that? But no, that would be actually, we're going to do that. We should do that. Um, That's my payment for coming on, mate. Exactly. That was the whole deal. I said, I, I DM'd you being like, if you come on the podcast, I'll give you the wheelchair, you mate. The chair. <laughs> what do you For want? Good. I'm like, I'll chop off my legs and give you them. <laughs> um, but I got you here and that's the main thing. But um, going back to the, the sketches you've been doing, there was the, the one that kind of went, kind of, that made me sort of discover you and went sort of viral was that, um, was it People Make Glasgow or something? And it was, you were, Climbing up these, well, you were doing thing, doing something I hate, which was climbing upstairs to the top of this building. 
<laughs> and um, it was it was really funny, but I, I was wondering how that, like, what even made you come up with that idea and what was the process of, of filming that was like? So uh, that was the one we'd done with we, the Europe brothers, brothers, Europe brothers uh. Sean and Ben, really funny boys, recently uh, told everyone, told the world that they're the, the Bears house. Bears in the Big Blue House. Did you see that thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was really funny. But uh, no, well, I knew them for ages. We've been pals for quite a while. Uh, we met up, I think it was just before, I think it was just before uh, lockdown kicked in. We kind of met each other, went for some drinks, became quite good pals. But we had this kind of group chat where we were just talking all this like shit for ages, talking about different ideas, kind of different daft things. But we were laughing about how like during COVID, everyone was going mad about climbing the mountains. But it was kind of like, turned into a kind of competitive thing and everyone was posting the photos and everyone was kind of acting as if like, act like not a, not a brag or whatever, but I'm saying like me and my brother that I've been doing it for ages. We were doing hill walking for years. We used to do it for quite a long time. And, uh, but there was all these, there was all these people that were all kind of like, oh, everyone's just starting doing it now. Oh, fuck's sake, all these poses and all that. And everyone was getting, like people that don't do it were all like, oh, everyone does the mountains now. Everyone does, does them in rows and all that stuff. And you're like, just let people enjoy something. It's good. <laughs> no, I mean, it's good fun <laughs> getting out there. Yeah. Why would you try and gatekeep that thing, right? So we thought it was funny that. And we were like, why not with the like guys that are like, what about guys that are like obsessed with the, the high rise flats and they're kind of like, dicks about it like they're kind of like oh this is we've started this this is our thing and all that you know because you get like a lot of the, fo the folk that we are doing it were mad guys that were just pure heavy acting that way about it and you were like what's the point like, we'll do it. it's it's such a like we boy mentality in it like especially mm -hmm. when it's when you're climbing a mountain there's not there's not you've not you're not the first person to do that <laughs> and like you say it's such a good thing for everyone to do but i mean from my perspective it, it's, it's I mean, I feel like throughout this whole process, I was like, I'm totally left out of this conversation. This is terrible. Like, somebody want to carry me in the back of the back of them? Like, use me as your backpack. Just stick me in the back of your. I mean, it was like I'll, I'm like, I'll climb that mountain, but the, the the I think the most I've climbed is like the the hill, the the, the Nolly, which was like where we used to go and drink when we were like sixteen. <laughs> crawl up this big giant hill, and then I would get to the top, get mad with it, and realize that I couldn't get back down. Because the booty was at the bottom. <laughs> so there's this moment in my life where I'm like, right, I need to get back down to the wheelchair because I had no other way doing it, but everyone else is too, too steaming to like lift me back down. So I just rolled down this big giant hill. Did you see the Nolly? Aye. Where are you from? Bishop Briggs. Bishop Briggs? Oh, no, there's a place in Claybank. It's called the Nolly and all. Was aye. Like, I was like, aye. Aye. No, it's, it's uh, I think, probably just same, same idea. It's just about... All we know it is really all it means is a big giant fuck off hill with a tree. That's all. It is. That's all it is. It's, not, it's nothing special, but um, no, that's that's the most I've cleaned up in. But no, you're totally right. I don't understand why people make things because they do, especially in Scotland. It's like there's such a weird thing about liking what you like, and if you like it too much, it's like why do you, why do you like it that much? You know, what I mean, it's don't mm -hmm. don't t like, don't put it in my face. And also, when you're doing something like claiming I'm, like that kind of thing it's such a good thing for your mind mentally and physically to do something like that to get outside mm -hmm. especially in lockdown so you know the idea of making fun of people being like um almost as if they own the idea of mm -hmm. climbing a mountain which is in itself so absurd but you took that and turned it into one of the funniest videos i've ever seen with these two guys so cheers man you'd mentioned that you're planning on doing doing a, like another part to that Aye, it should be, it'll be out, I imagine, by now, I think. Uh, the second part is uh, is coming, and it's got a wee feature for Paul Black. Uh, it's got Evan Riley's on it, Jamie Kelly's on it, our other pal Reese's on it. Um, so it's the boys for the uh, Riley's gaff, two Aye. of them are in it. Uh, and obviously the Ewarts as well, plus it's filmed by our pal uh, Connor Riley, who's not actually related to Evan though. Different way. He's he's a really good cameraman. He's been filming it all for us and uh, and editing and that. So he's great. Shout out Connor. Um, but we're excited about that. We filmed tons of. We filmed. I think we filmed the original one in like one day, and then this one that we filmed have taken like three days. And we split it over. Filmed a ton of different bits. So we were trying to like piece it all together because we filmed so much stuff and we're like, how can we fit this into like get it onto Twitter, get it onto. Instagram or not kind of thing so 
I think it's about seven minutes, maybe. But I think we'll maybe need to cut it into parts and see how it goes. But excited to see that properly. We'll get that out, I, I suppose. I. No, I'm looking forward to that. Like, did you have to get? Did you have to get permission to actually record in the building and all that? Because I, I felt like you were just do it. Like when you're watching the first one, it felt as if you're just doing it off the cuff, and, and it's and there's probably people walking in the hall being like, "Who the fuck are these guys?" By doing climbing up these stairs, what's going on? It was guerrilla. It was pure like yeah, we were just like trying to get shots. Like at the time, uh, everything had kind of eased a bit for the first one, and even for the next one, it's kind of been a bit more chill. But we didn't want to like I, I personally didn't want to be like fucking around in too many places, being like getting people's way. I mean, I didn't want to be pissing people off because we did go up to um, we went up to Paul Black, like Paul Black's flat. He was living in this place at the time. And um, we came up with a camera and we were literally jumping up to his flat to chat to him and see him anyway kind of thing. And we just wanted to shoot something on the wee bit out front of his kind of thing. Um, but then the guy, there was like a janitor guy came out and was like, no, 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 no filming here, no filming here. Kind of thing. And we were like, no, we're jumping up to see our pal kind of thing. So we jumped up and we literally just shot something on the stairs outside his flat and then went and chat to him anyway and then filmed something just pretty much in his flat, essentially just at the front of the week in a balcony bit. But um Aye, we you didn't know we didn't want to fuck around too much, but a lot of it has just been like going to locations, saying we need to get this bit filmed, and then Sean and Ben are both really good at improving. Like they two can just pure bounce off each other, so they'll just come up to a bit and they'll be like, "How about we do this? How about we say this?" And we'll be like, just start filming, mm. start filming them and see what they say, kind of thing. But they're great, aye. So you all, it seems like you all kind of work. You all have like different pieces of it, like they can. To the improv and, and you've got the idea of the structure of what you're trying to do so it's like you all have bits you add into it and it makes sense but i don't think people realize how much time and effort actually goes into making something like that because you just see a video on twitter and you think that's actually funny but you're actually having to get these people together that's a great cast by the way i must say of like people you've got in that video so it should be it should be a really good laugh um and i've seen you Hopefully. made a christmas you made a christmas uh Oh, a video, a music video? Um, and I was like, surely this isn't real. I was scrolling down your Twitter, I'm like, this can't be real. Is it actually him doing that? <laughs> How did that come about? So that's my pal, Dale. Um, he's releasing a Christmas song. Uh, Lucifer's Christmas, I think it's called, aye. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's been a pal for a while, Dale. He, he runs a, a book company as well. He publishes books. And uh, he's just a really sound guy he started doing kind of music stuff recently and um he got me to do the artwork for one of his he released like a cassette kind of thing and for his, his like first album or whatever kind of thing and i done the artwork for it like i do illustration as well so i made that and then he asked me to be in the the music video for his, his christmas song he's doing a doing a christmas song so uh yes. aye it's good fun Good fun to go along. You to get your, yeah, you seem to get yourself involved in a lot of different, a lot of different things. It must be kind of surreal that you've you've built this sort of form up to where you can you can just do things that you enjoy and the actual just go out and make sketches and 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 and, and be in Christmas videos and stuff like that. Is there a, is there a part of you that's like I can't believe? Because I asked um, Chris McQueer the same sort of question. We were talking about how. His podcast hasn't been released yet, but it will come out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he uh, was talking. I was talking to him about the fact that um, when you when you he he built up most of you know the idea of becoming a writer and writing his book through putting things out on Twitter, built up a following, and then that just sort of steamrolled from there. Mm-hmm. So his whole thing started from uh, Twitter. So aye. It, the actual what I was talking to him about was it must be kind of surreal to think to have when you when you tweet out something funny and you're realizing like people are actually laughing at this listening to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. At what point did you realize like was a was was there a joke or something or, or a video that you put when you go went after it, you went, Well this is really getting a bit um, bigger than I thought it was gonna get? Uh yeah, well, there was, I think it was a couple of videos I'd done, like, there was a, it kind of just went really, really quick at one point, like, there was a time where I was up in Dundee, and I was doing all my uni stuff at the time, and I was just, like, I was doing so much stuff at the one time, like, I was always out, like, playing football and doing my uni stuff and all that stuff that 
I didn't really think about it that much. Like, I just kind of turned on my Twitter, posted something stupid, maybe had like five minutes and I'd like make a video and then I would just post it up on my Twitter and then go off to uni or whatever. So I'd be doing stuff and then I would open my phone up like an hour or two, two hours later or something and it would have all these likes and shares and I'd have all these follows. And I was like, I turned off the alerts on my phone for a while because it was just like, sometimes I'd post the things and my phone would be buzzing so much and I'd just like fucking just turn that off the new. And then... It was quite crazy though. The big one was I think that I done a one that was like a trans, like a video Transformers robots or something like that. It was about a guy auditioning for being in the Transformers films, and then oh yeah, um, yeah, 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 I watched that. Yeah. And then know. there was a, a couple of things like that that really exploded. But I think the the one that really got me was I think there was a point where uh, I had Keon Tierney added us on Twitter, right? And I was like, ah, fucking genuinely just like burst out laughing like I was pure so buzzing with it and I was like with my girlfriend at the time and she was like doing work and she was like what is it and she was like is that that Celtic voice follows you hasn't it she pure for some reason she pure guessed it right and I was like pure laughing my head off like I was thinking it was so funny because I was like the fuck man like this is mental this is so good man this is the best thing what a boy yeah <laughs> but that's the point of pure I think that was one of the points of pure hit where I was like this is amazing this is yeah. so fun this is class but and what the well that is the kind of thing that would hit you like mm-hmm. having something like that, especially when you, especially when it's all off your own back, and like, you love to see it with somebody that's just going for something, and, you know. Especially when the idea of being too out there and too kind of in your face, in our sort of culture is sort of frowned upon. So like you're just kind of saying fuck it, I'm just going to be myself, and people are really taken to it, and you know they totally de- deserve the credit for that because it takes a lot of. Posted to that, mate. Cheers, man. <laughs> it's been good fun, man. It's the thing you were saying, even about like doing the things I want to do, man. Like, I was doing, I was saying, I was doing illustration, and one of the things with that is like it's pure networking and building a platform and interacting with people and stuff as well. And I do know like a lot of people are really good illustrators that maybe just don't even ha- like don't have that much of a platform and they're amazing, they're really good. So I always kind of thought, oh, I want to build a platform for this. And if you can build a platform through social media and stuff like that, then you can get your name out there and do stuff. It has, for me, changed into different things now. But as you're saying, I like meeting people, meeting interesting people. You were even saying about how I seen the podcast originally. It's like, if I see somebody that's doing something that's different or cool or whatever, that I'm like, they're doing something, then I'll be like, see what they're up to. Nice to meet people and nice to do things with people and interact with different folk and see where things lead, really. But aye. That's exactly the way you want to be though, because you're you've you've built this up and now you're going, How can I help other people do the mm-hmm. same thing? Because mm-hmm. you can see how difficult it is to to actually make it into something like that. And and there are a lot of people that need to sort of push to do that. Like even what you're saying that I feel like my sort of thing with this is very niche in the sense of guests can be quite can can be a bit like um sometimes they can be a bit Un, like scared to address the chair a wee bit mm-hmm. not I mean not so much they wouldn't say that but you can tell I can tell I've been in this my whole life so I can tell when people are like this is I don't know so it's like w- when people come in and, 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 and they're sort of they're not sure whether to laugh at a wheelchair joke or not <laughs> you realise <laughs> you realise that you've changed the perception of what being in a wheelchair is Aye. really because you're, you're saying to them that look you can you the same way that you can slag off somebody for being specky, you can slag off me for being like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's trying to normalise it and bring it into like what you would consider to be like regular pattern, I guess. Aye. You know, and not be like sort of in the corner of society hidden away. Um, and so for you to have that perspective of seeing things like that and wanting to help people, it's definitely the way you should be especially when you see a lot of people that have platforms that are big that, that don't do that kind of thing mm-hmm. you know what I mean and so it it's come, you know it comes from a good place when you're doing something like that especially when you're doing it from the angle of being understanding where you came from and saying how can I help make this into something for for everyone else um, and you know when everybody's on, when everybody's on Twitter and social media and it became such a big thing there's so many there's so many podcasts and so many creators and so many things that are doing amazing things that barely any people really know about at times. 
So, you know, even even for me, it's like I get messages from people being like, can I come on your podcast? And I've, I've never, I've never, I've never spoke to them or had in my life, but, but the, I'll say to them like, let's talk, like, can I help you? Like, do you want me to share mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. thing? Or like, is there something I can do to help you? Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not anywhere near in terms of the following and stuff like that, what you be at, but it's just mad when you see, when you see yourself go for kind of nothing and you build it up a bit and you build it up a bit more. And then people that you were DMing before that were passionate of replying to you being like, yeah, oh, come on, mate. You know what I mean? Like, you had Saifari on, so I'll come on, mate. No, whatever. <laughs> I'll be on next week. <laughs> so, like, it was, it was so weird. That was so strange for me, like, having um, people, as soon as I had them on, and it, it, obviously, it's, it's one of those guys that, um, oh, Paul, Paul, actually, my producer, Paul Shields, said something really funny. It was like, uh, I, I don't know if it was him or Matt. It was like, Saifari could fart in a box and get 30,000 views for it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's true. So, he after that podcast, it was just like I had everything sort of went for being a bit quiet to like everybody diving me about such and such and different opportunities opened up, and there must have been like a bunch of different opportunities for you. I mean, you think about things that you've done and you've yet to do. Other particular things in your mind where you go, I want to get to this point. I've got this goal, but I want to. I want to do a sketch with this guy or this person. Other things in your head that you want to that you have in in mind? Uh, the, yeah, there is still tons of goals, like things I would I would like to be doing. Like um there's there's people there's people I still even want to work with. I, I wanted to get a I really wanted to do a thing with uh, we we were saying Fox earlier on, man. I would like to do something with him. Like that's just more of a thing that I just think he seems sound, he seems funny, man. Uh, it's just the fact that he's through in Edinburgh that we were kind of, I think I messaged him a while back, Steaming, sent him a message saying, right, or whatever, <laughs> love the videos and that, but there's folk like that, man, that you'd, I'd like to be doing stuff with as well, because at the moment we were working, obviously I was saying, working with these, Europe, the Europe boys, was working with, Pop, like done some stuff, stuff with Paul Black and things like that as well, so there's a lot of interesting people I've met through it like that, but, um, there's a lot of interesting people I've met that are like, pretty big, like I was saying there was, there's there's a guy there's Davy Swatpaz you know Davy Swatpaz who does the animation stuff aye, aye. like there's people like that who I've loved for ages and who I've got them on Twitter and stuff like that and I'm like oh like and I love what they do and there's things like that that you're like you would love to reach their level of like kind of like because you know the animation and yeah. stuff like that and everyone knows his stuff everyone knows what he done kind yeah. of thing with that but eh, I I don't know. I've still got a lot of goals or things I want to do. I want to, I want to kind of go back into like filming and making stuff again and get like a bit more of a. I think this this high rise thing we're hoping to use that as a thing to launch onto making more productions and making more film things. But it's just trying to get funding sometimes as well for these things. But well, the bigger you get, the more you get, the more funding you get. I suppose. Eh? Hopefully, aye. That's, aye. I. Mean, it's all about the clout these days, isn't it? <laughs> so yeah. I mean, <laughs> Have you ever thought about doing a stand-up comedy, like doing like a set I've, like that? I've, I've, I took, I took a whack at it, and then I was meant to do, like I've, I've never been good at public speaking. I was used to be just terrible, at it, like really bad, um, and really like anxious about things like that. But I done a thing in Dundee that was like a this thing Petra Kutcher, but it's like you get to talk about a subject. So I done a thing of talking about like artwork and using social media as a platform to like, um build an audience for your art kind of thing so i've done this talk there that was in the dundee rep theater and then after that i was like i want to do more public speaking so i done um i done a stand-up thing in dundee uh, icebreaker they do a lot of stuff in dundee they're really good um i i don't think i was great on it i didn't really i don't think i really planned enough i'm quite bad for doing last minute planning and writing stuff Mate. and i just kind of cobbled it together wasn't really sure it would go but obviously first time trying that kind of thing and then I was also booked in to do Red Raw. But then obviously COVID hit and shut everything down. So, and it's just since I've just not really got around to looking at it again for a while. But I do know a lot of guys that do stand-up comedy. Uh, it's it's a completely different thing though, man. It's like, I mean, it's different <clears> from anything else. Like, it's pure yourself. Like, I can film stuff in front of a camera and no feel stressed. And I can come up with things or videos and that. And even guys I know that do stand-up comedy, they're like, uh oh, you do the video stuff and that's different from what we do kind of mm-hmm. thing but 
and it is like it is and I mean like I I really respect anyone that does that kind of stuff because for me I'm like it's tough but you can I mean the thing is you can do that a couple of, like a video for a couple of minutes and it can be something you've thought through and planned and mm -hmm. like designed and, and there's no pressure there's nobody watching you you just do it but like you get on a stage and it's like people are going to watch that set and you need you need to be funny if you're not funny they'll just especially i mean I, i've never actually been in a comedy club because they none of them have mutual access so they better get that together but <laughs> i mean come on what's happening mate? i kind of get into comedy feel, but um what if, what if i wanted to do a set you know what i mean i mean I, i've never actually seen but anyway I mean, that's me getting sidetracked the point, <laughs> the point is is um when you're doing like my pal Dan is a comedian, Dan Connell, he's is mm -hmm. uh Pascal Squad and all that. He, Aye, he's he, great man, he's funny. He um he talks about he's told me before how much of a like buzz it is when you get it right, but how like devastating it is when you, you don't so it's almost like it requires a, a different set. But the reason why I asked you that was because I think a lot of people see the videos you do and just sort of assume you know that stand up sort of the same thing as that but it's not really i mean i've always thought if i was in a stand up set the first thing i could say is that i've always wanted to be a stand up comedian but i've never been good at the stand up but oh, i thought that would be like a great <laughs> opening joke i think people would bust it they would either bust it laughing in that or you would just get crickets and and either way it would dictate how it would go i think i think if i got crickets i would just be like i'm done i can't do this that's what but that's what it takes that's what it takes a lot of like guts to be like put yourself in front of a crowd and actually take that chance but you so going back to what you were saying about i feel like i'm going from one point to the next i'm trying no, to get no, it's like that, it's fine. what's happening here um <laughs> this is this is my problem as well though like i'm very people the, the podcast are always writing out a bunch of questions and stuff like that and i and i have topics but i don't like the idea of writing out like 10 questions and try to stick to stick to that with you and saying like let's let's get him to talk about fucking Louis Capaldi or something <laughs> Do you know what I mean? or, or, or like something that's going to you know um like try and pop a, a video or something like that I think people are too focused on that rather than the actual conversation but uh anyway what was saying go back you were talking about um just, uh, drawing and like artwork and stuff like that I was so in terms of we know what made you kind of start doing these videos but where does the kind of love for for that work come from uh, both of my parents went to art school doing different things my mum done more like a kind of craft stuff so she makes like stained glass mosaic kind of style stuff and my dad well my dad done more like site planning kind of thing um but both of them have always been quite arty people they've always kind of pushed it a wee bit not even to me as much. I felt like they they were kind of like, I don't know. They were they didn't seem that bothered at me doing art when I was younger, kind of thing. Um, and everyone else in my family, I felt like my, oh, I've got older brother and sister. Like they were both much better than me at the time at doing art, kind of stuff. But for me, I kind of find it's like quite a fun thing to like, like to play with, to play with tons of stuff because I like I like making things. I like making things in different processes and stuff like that. Um. An illustration might just sound like you're drawing something on paper, but a lot of it's like you can kind of do whatever you want. You can make models, you can um, like do like computer stuff, digital stuff, animated stuff. Uh, you can make stuff that's got like a real concept behind it, like a real idea. And then you can also just make daft stuff that just looks good, you know, that looks fun or something like yeah. that. Like there's, there's so many, so much variety to play with and stuff like that and like make things like, I know people that make pure big models and things like that, make paper mache stuff and just daft stuff that you're like, it's visually, it's really cool. Um, and I kind of, yeah, I kind of like explored that a wee bit. I was at college for a while and one of my lecturers had said to me about how it's not about like, illust illustration isn't just about illustration, it's about like, conveying a idea through a medium so it can be anything photograph collage or whatever kind of stuff so that's kind of for me like i just i like seeing all the varieties and all the ways you can do things like and how you can play with everything in life and do different <laughs> yeah. like variety of things because i like i mean i think i get bored like 
I've I've got ADHD, right? So I, and I just I feel like I just jump between all these different things. So I like to be able to be like play football, look at football stuff, do something related to that, make things like just a variety yeah. just like an, a broad variety of things just get like more and more options and all these kind of things because once you start to get all that kind of stuff and look into different channels and avenues as well like i even went into a bit of like fashion textile stuff and a uh, product design stuff i was quite into things like that just to see and see how that could be all combined combined so that you're not just doing the one thing but it's just a good way to explore and open up options in life and find things to like find new ways to have fun and play with things really you know like no exactly i mean it's you're flexing that creative muscle as well like you're obviously wanting to create a lot of things and it's like you have this thing that you can use where you can go and just do anything you want to do with it Mm -hmm. which is very there's a lot of freedom in that i think what one of the things i take from what you said there as well is a lot of people like they kind of what's the way of putting this they sort of narrow themselves down to one thing Mm-hmm. in life like mm-hmm. i'm really good at this thing and this is the only thing that i do and i'm not going to do it else but you realize there's so many things you could, there's so many there's so many interesting things you can try why not at least try it you don't always need to be the most amazing person at the thing but mm-hmm. you can still enjoy doing it and i think there's this there's a sort of idea of i'm not going to do that unless i'm like really really good at it when you can just enjoy doing it even if it's not the best thing ever you just enjoy it like there's mm-hmm. so many things you can do and that's seems like what you're doing is you're just you're just going to do the things you're enjoying and, and they've all actually uh, a really kind of high level like i mean i wish there was any sort of semblance of that creativity in my family we are, <laughs> we are very much i'm very much like straight and narrow like i focus on one thing and kind of get obsessed with it so, so like but i'm trying to so i think talking to people like you helps me sort of try and explore my own um thought process mm-hmm. and trying mm-hmm. to look at different things and things that i could maybe enjoy that i've never because i always had a bad feeling about drawing for example because in high school they had they were very they were very um what's the word ableist i guess really the word to use from that because yeah they they didn't think i could do anything it was it was we had you're not going to believe this right i was in the class and they had somebody draw for me in art so like they had a woman what the fuck literally really? there was a woman that, that so she they was they was sitting next to me and she would literally just take the pencil in my hand and draw for me and i'm just sitting in the art class watching her draw and they would say and it, the teacher would say show us your drawing and i would say look my drawing and she'd be like that's amazing i wasn't even really doing that <laughs> <laughs> like, that's insane <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't think people understand the amount of like how much that kind of fucks your like opinion of your own your own ability level if that makes sense you're like i kind of if i if i've got somebody drawing for me now what am i doing in my life i mean it just makes you question all that um wait so what like what year did you when, when were you in school then like what years like well <laughs> i i uh i mean i get i i think I get held back one year and when I was in, um, like, going from, like, I think it was just going from nursery to primary, I'm pretty yeah. sure, because they weren't sure whether they put me in a, in a mainstream school or, like, a, for lack of a better way, put in a special school, even though I hate, mm-hmm. I despise when people call people with disabilities special just because it's the most condescending <laughs> thing ever. It's like, it's like going up, it's like going up to somebody that's small and being like, oh, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you look so cute or something like that. Yeah, like shut yeah, up, but yeah, you come yeah, why yeah. you call me special? You know what I mean? Like I think I don't understand why it's even they call it the Special Olympics, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Get get that out of my face for that. But anyway, um no, I so 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 from there, once they decided that once they realized that I was gonna go to elementary school, I just I left at like fifth year, but I was gonna stay till sixth, but I ended up leaving like halfway through it because I was like I got to a boiling point. But I just snapped, I just, there was a day when I just snapped at everybody, I just snapped at the teachers, mm-hmm. and I was like, take your, like, it all just brought up to me, and I got to the point where I was like, I'm not doing this anymore, they just made me feel like I was so, like, unable to do it, like, the thing is, right, it kind of walks, right, and it's not actually, it's, but it's, it shouldn't be as big a deal as what it is, mm-hmm. is the point I make, because people look at you and they assume you kind of do other things, right. and 
that that's where the whole stigma of it comes about. That's why I started the podcast. That's why it's called All About Ability because I felt like for most of my life and most people with disabilities' lives, people get they get focused on the things that they can't do rather than the things that they can do. And there was this notion that even the basic, the most basic things like drawing an art or going going to the cross, like going to the going to, out for lunch at school time. It was like we mm-hmm. we we need somebody. They were like, we need somebody to come come with you. More one of the things, I, and I was like, yeah. here, you need to fuck off. I can't do this. Like, people wonder why in first and second year I had no powers, but it was like I'd be sitting at lunch and like the guy, the the teacher person would come sit next to me, and nobody else wants to. Nobody wants to hang out with the guy sitting next to the teacher. You know? So you need to change all this thing. All these things are, um, and it's good to talk about these things with some of you as well because I know that new people will tune in and they will listen to it. And and there's a lot of things that have gone on in the world, especially in the past year or so, that are just have shown that disabled yeah. people are very much they're just not um viewed as a very important part of society you know what i mean it's 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 sad because you, this is something where i'm like i'm trying to push against that but you realize when you look at the whole scale of it how much of a problem there is because half of the stuff isn't even getting discussed mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like 60 percent of the people that have died for, from this pandemic have been have had some sort of disability Aye. and it's because you've got people saying, you know, we're all we're all special up until we need your help in the pandemic, and then and now we're asking you to lock down. But it's like this idea of we don't need to do that because we'll be fine. Yeah, but it's not about you. I feel like I've said this in three or four podcasts because I keep seeing shit, and I'm just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, why are you saying this? It I don't understand how you don't understand where people are coming from when they're saying this. It's not because it, there's not enough. I think what happens to a lot of people with disabilities mm-hmm. is you get very much there's so it's always such a big fucking fight for everything. Yeah. Like anything that I've had in my life has been through like a fight to get it. Even this chair I had to go through, like all sorts of mm-hmm. mad things for them to give in this chair. And eventually you just get to a point most people do where you just go, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this fight like having to fight for this thing anymore it's too it's too much there's too many things to fight for and you just kind of burn out and i think that's how the, the system in the world is sort of designed because it burns out you, people, you know what i mean and that's why you know that's why i feel so strongly about it is that i'm like i've, I've as much as it's very frustrating things i'm like pure refusing to burn out because that's what that's what it's designed to do. Do you know what I mean? If the system must not win, you know what I mean, Paul? We need to do something with us. Like, um, had you ever kind of interacted with anyone as a disability, or was it, is this like the first time you've really kind of spoken about this kind of stuff? Just out of curiosity. I've not done any kind of podcast or anything about it, but um, no, yeah, I've not really done like a podcast or, or, or sat down and had like a kind of thing like this. I... Just, just in like, everyday life have you ever like spoke to anyone with a disability before like or has it just been like a is this like the first time that you've met somebody like in a wheelchair for example no 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 like in school and stuff it was like guys with wheelchairs and things as well but like it's not been something i've yeah it's not been something i've sat down and had a proper proper conversation about i suppose um the the thing even you were saying about with the school thing though like I was thinking about that recently, I kind of thing. Like I was saying, to, I was like thinking about how the thing we, we like, we like schools or whatever. Like I went to school back in maybe like two thousands or something, like mid two thousands kind of thing through to about twenty ten kind of thing. And even back then, like schools were so bad about that kind of stuff. Because as you were saying there, it seems as if, like, I felt like I went to Claybank High, which was you know out in Claybank or whatever, and it wasn't a pure, too well funded. It was quite old the old school or whatever kind of thing and um it just seemed as if they lumped everyone in together they kind of just said all right there's somebody that's in the wheelchair and then stick everyone in a class regardless of without actually really evaluating each person kind of thing which was kind of I think like sometimes i think back in those things and i'm a bit like schools didn't really didn't like make an effort or like have any clue or any kind of education on how to deal with like 
to d- deal with each person individually really at yeah. that point kind of thing but yeah it's quite mental to think how even that was like maybe back in 2000 and maybe 2004 2010 and there was still that that kind of thing going on or whatever where you're like that's mental to think about because nowadays it, i don't i can't imagine it would be as big or whatever like we kind of moved into a new school by 2010 and it seemed as if they updated everything and they were quite prog- more progressive kind of thing at the time but still thinking like back in like 20 fucking 2005 2006 and stuff like that like i mean yeah because there's so many additional sort of needs that don't get discussed but i think the biggest the reason why that happens is because people with disabilities don't get like asked or consulted as to what they need mm-hmm. and and there's people what it doesn't make any sense to me that people without disabilities are trying to decide what people with disabilities need without that but if you just asked the question, mm-hmm. you would know. Like you're talking about how by that year there was a new school and stuff. Like actually, when I went to high school, mm-hmm. I totally forget what year it was, but I'm pretty sure it was past that. Mm-hmm. It was definitely past that. It was definitely past that. Um, like I, I was more the, the next decade, and um, mm-hmm. w- they had just made a new school. Yeah. They had made a whole new building, Tumble High it was, and it was a brand new building, and um, they had, you know had me in before they opened it and all that and i remember going around it and just being like this is absolutely horrendous like i can't believe who has designed this building because the doors were like really heavy they were really heavy doors Mm -hmm. and and then then the toilets they had all these different disabled toilets right but there was only one that i could really use because the ones that were like up and up on the other floors they were um they were uh, too small, yeah. so like you would get you, you couldn't fit the wheelchair in. If I can't fit the wheelchair in, I can't go for a piss. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I I just couldn't believe how much it's like you just have a wee room, put a couple of bars on it, and have these big giant. It's not there's I think there's like this notion of get enough space in the hallways, make the toilet look as if it's. It's not about actually making it accessible. It's just about making it look like it might be an idea of what you're looking for yeah <laughs> you know rather than just saying rather than just saying something why don't we bring somebody in that's in a wheelchair and ask them this question ask them these questions what do you need here to actually make this work because i can use a bar than that but there's a lot of people in wheelchairs that kind of use they wouldn't be able to use a bar and stuff next to the toilet and it makes no difference whether you put a bar next to the sink mm-hmm. because what if i can't move it doesn't matter do you know what i mean there needs to be more regular house, bigger toilets and things like that. It's just mm-hmm. things that aren't really spoke about. I mean, that's not even necessarily what I need. But if you're looking at making something for everybody, yeah, we, and we're at a point now where we can do that. Why are we not doing that? It should be definitely be something that we make it a priority. Um, and I'm getting a bit of run of this, so I didn't even intend no, no, to, no, no, no. Intend to go. What's um like the weirdest message you've got? Oh God! Any <laughs> fucking weird <laughs> I can't imagine what your DMs like. Well, a while back I would get some really mental ones. Like nowadays it's a bit more chill. I do get some odd ones. A boy sent me a picture uh, after one of the Celtic games. I was in Graces, and a boy just sent me a picture of me in Graces from across the bar. But it was like zoomed right in. So it's just me standing with a pint, like absolutely steaming. I could barely even remember. Like I could remember just being in there having a couple of pints after one of the games. Uh, I think it was a Lazio game or something, maybe. But uh, I, I was kind of just like, all right, that's weird. Like <laughs> just... the time I was having a bit of pure, like, uh, like there's a couple of things like that. Like I was having a bit of pure social anxiety at the time, things mm-hmm. like that. Man, just not really enjoying being at places and things, and I think. But I've got a lot of weird messages. I, I probably could be put down <laughs> the weirdest of them. No, I, I'll, I'll take things. that. That's kind of like when you go past the last eight that you know and you don't talk to her and you go back to her house and you DM her and be like, hi, I see you. But past yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I've done that more than once. I'm not ashamed to say it, but hopefully now I'd have the confidence to say hi. And not and not take a photo of the person and then send it to <laughs> exactly. them later on. <laughs> No, but listen, well, I really enjoyed having you on and I, I appreciate you making the time. This has been something that I've been looking forward to a long time and um, I think that people will take a lot from it, hopefully, and I'll be keeping an eye on what you're doing in the future. If I get Foxy in, I'll give you a message. Let me know when he comes. Give me a shout. Get well, me on this couch with him. That would be fun. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get, um, we should get, uh, we should 
slipping like an edible or something, see what happens. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You putting this brownie, Foxy, take this through. <laughs> I've never that. eaten anything when I go in. You're going to trick us with that. My God, you've won this, man. Catch <laughs> in the bag. No, mate. Aye, <laughs> cheers, Paul. I'll, I'll see you again soon, mate. No, thanks for having us on, mate. Aye. Hopefully, be back on soon. You will be. I'm sure. Cool. Sorted. <laughs>